Hear that? It's the call of the Crave. And when the Crave calls, you know what to do. Try the $5 Bacon Bundle, because the only thing better than a White Castle slider is a White Castle slider topped with crispy hickory smoked bacon. So pick any two of either the Bacon Cheese Slider, 1921 Bacon Cheese Slider, or Chicken Bacon Ranch Slider, and also get a small fry for just $5 with the $5 Bacon Bundle. White Castle. Follow your Crave. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Getting out of summer. Getting out of here. What's that? I smell fall. I smell fall. What? I guess we're in, we're in July. <laughs> yeah. But it's coming. It's just, no. I can see a leaf. They're thinking about falling. They're thinking about, and thus begins, white girl fall. Come. Let's stop. I'm partial to Christmas over fall. I feel like fall's been done. I had my pumpkin spice latte jokes forever. I'm pretty sure I started that trend. And uh, I'm ready to move into winter. Ready for a nice cozy winter. Birch. Cackling. Cackling fire? Crackling. Cackling. <laughs> fire Love just laughing at you. Ha 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 ha. Tell me. Yeah. It's going to be a big Christmas. Everybody's going to be traveling. Everybody's going to be out. Everybody's out. Kick it. Hey, gang. That intro. I don't know. <laughs> the middle of summer. What do you want from me? Hot. Hey, gang. Help. Last weekend, I had my bachelorette party and invited my fiance's best friend's girlfriend. Her and I are acquaintances, and I thought it would be nice to invite her since she doesn't have a lot of girlfriends. Oh, red flag. Over the weekend, we bumped into a couple of single guys a few times at the lake and at the bar. They bought some of the girls in the group drinks and did some harmless flirting. Nothing crazy. No butt stuff. Fiance's best friend's girlfriend, however, took it too far. She took a picture with one of the guys, flirted all night, then got his number and continued to text him when we got back to the Airbnb. My sister looked over her shoulder and saw that her Texas guy were pretty explicit. Pretty steamy. Now I don't know what to do. She has been with my fiance's best friend for a couple of years now, and I don't know whether or not I should tell him about what happened. It's better to leave it alone and hope it was just a one-night thing, or should I tell him what happened? Oh, my God. That's tough. Tell your (gasps) fiance. So juicy. No, because then you're burdening your fiance with that. Exactly. Share the burden. That's mean. You're mean. You beady eyes <laughs> looking at me. Share the burden. What is it? Maniacal compliance? What was that word? Malicious, you, malicious compliance. compliance. Um, God, what would I do? I can't keep a secret, so I'd probably tell Noah it immediately. Um, I guess the question is, what's the reason? You don't care. You obviously don't respect this girl. Do you, are you friends with the fiance's best friend? Is this, maybe they're going through a tough time because it's going to come out that you ratted them out. 
Oh man. Oh man. You know what? You you it's so tough. I don't know. I feel like you get like look, I'd probably end up saying something, even yeah. if my advice was not to. I'd probably just because I can't keep a secret. I'd be like, I gotta tell you something. But you are putting this, but then again, like, why should you carry this blame? Right. Why can't you talk to your your fiance knows his best friend? Talk to your fiance and be like, look, because yes. your fiance will probably be like, uh, let's tell him because he's my best buddy. I don't want him with this girl. And also, you don't want to have to keep looking this girl in the face at yeah, events that. and she, you making know what a, she's done. Making a jerk off out of your friend. I don't trust your whoever, your sister, your aunt that was like, I looked over and they were pretty explicit. You could take a sliver of any conversation. You have no idea. She could have known this guy and like, oh my God, we're catching up. You know, she took a picture with him. Like maybe she knew him. The worst is if you call this girl out and she's like, that's my cousin. We were texting lines from a movie. Like you just don't know. So that's tough. Cause then like, what does the friend say? Like, hey, let me see your phone. But that's, I think everybody would want to know. It's weird if he's like, I don't want to know if she's cheating on me. That's even yeah. weirder. So tell your husband or your fiance. Yeah. I or give it to him as a hypothetical and be like, what would you do? And then he's like, I would tell someone be like, great, I got something to tell you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's awful. Oh, please give us a red hot update. Yeah. Yes, please. Okay. Better yes, give it, give us your screen handle so we can find the fiance and find the girl. <laughs> do a little digging. Do a little digging. Make a little love. Hey, Eliza and gang. Hey. I've been engaged for five months now to the most incredible man. He loves me so much, supports my dreams, respects me, and we have so much fun together. He's truly my best friend. What? He has been engaged before, but this was broken off when he found out that she had cheated on him. Dude, she met at the lake. Just a very toxic relationship overall. Okay. We were talking recently about how he got my ring made and what he did with his ex's ring. Oh, my God. And he hinted at something that made me question if he used any of the material from his ex's ring. So I straight up asked him if I have the same diamond in my ring that she had in hers. He said it was and was very confused as to why that upset me. In his mind, the diamond was his because he bought it. Yes. It was never hers. It was always his. Yes. And when we're talking to the jeweler, the jeweler had encouraged him to use the same diamond because of beautiful cut and clarity. Also, he's not made of money. Yeah. Diamonds are very expensive. They shouldn't be. And they actually aren't, but they are. My fiance is so proud of the ring that he designed for me and only sees that he gave me the very best yes. diamond and ring that he cost, could possibly provide. But for me, I just look at the ring and think of his ex. No. I can't look at it. I took it off and put it in a box. I still wear a ring, just a silicone one, but I can't wear that ring because all I can think is I have something she used to have, something reused. He is heartbroken that I don't like the ring and sees it as me not wanting to get married. But in reality, I love the design of the ring, still 100% want to get married. I just want a diamond that's my own. I don't care if it's worth clarity or no. cut as long as it's bought just for me. What should I do? I don't want to demand for him to get a new diamond, but as of right now, I don't feel like I can wear that ring. Also, my bachelorette is coming up. So if you have any funny or witty responses to tell them when they ask where my ring is, I would love to hear it. Thanks so much. My roommate and I listen to your podcast on all of our road trips and sing so obnoxiously along with the intro song every time. It's a good song that I improvise completely. Um, look, He's not made of money. And he really does. He might be lying to himself, but it is your ring. He did have it redesigned. It's not he like designed it was it, yeah. sized for her finger. And he's like, she just loved rubies. Here's a ruby. A diamond is a diamond is a diamond. That being said, if you want to put your money where your mouth is and you really are okay with a different diamond, sell that diamond. And you can get a different diamond, a comparable diamond. I think you asking for a bigger diamond, because if that's what he can afford, that's what he can afford. But I don't think there's a problem... If you really feel that way, it's a little, I get it. I get it. You know, part of me is like, well, 
you know, aren't you secure in your own relationship? And who can, you don't need to think about this girl. It was like a passing thing, but I get it. So just say I would, you know, it doesn't take that much to melt something down. Swap that diamond out for another diamond or be willing to get like a less, a better one with like less clarity, a worse cut. Right. I mean, they're not going to give you, they're not going to be like, this is worth exactly the amount exactly. of one. And like, also, you're going to get a worse one, mm-hmm. but so what? It's going to cost money to redesign it, reshape it. So you might have to sell that diamond and take some of that money. Um, but I think what's important is that you feel good about looking at it. And so you say to him, I don't want you to spend more money. I want to find a way to feel good about this. Yeah. That should be a good compromise. Yeah. But I get it. But his point, he's a very, a very practical guy point of view. He's like, it's my diamond. I owned it. Yeah. It's like she wore a ring. It's a different ring. So yeah. part of me is like, let it go. But I totally get it. So just, just sell that diamond, get a new diamond. Yep. The diamond exchange. <laughs> see if somebody go on Facebook. See, anyone want to trade diamonds? Yeah, just take it to a jeweler. Yeah. Trade that diamond. Shouldn't be a problem. It's no secret that fast fashion and the demand for fashion in general is helping to wreck our planet while introducing Newly. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service. For just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles each month, access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands with inclusive sizing. And they have fast, free shipping and returns and professional cleaning in Newly's state of the art laundering facility, plus the option to buy what you love. I gifted Newly to a friend whose daughter works in an office where you have to be presentable and it's trendy. She gets to try out stuff. She always looks fresh at work. She always looks cute. And when she's done with it, which we usually are after wearing something for a while, she can send it right back. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code ELIZA20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com. That's Newly with two U's. And enter the code ELIZA20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y dot com. Newly with two U's with code ELIZA20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. I'm busy. And this time of year gets even busier. I've had my baby. I'm back to work. I'm at meetings. I'm on tour. I'm running around. And I don't always have time to sit down for a meal with my family. Sometimes I get home from set so late and I just need to eat something nutritious and go to bed. And that's why I like Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals because they're dietitian approved and they're ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy I am, and I'm busy, I always have time to get a nutritious, great tasting meal. Factor has over 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week. So I never get bored. I'm trying to do less meat in general and they have wonderful vegan and veggie options. I just made a vegan mushroom marsala and I made an onion risotto. Just because you're eating vegetarian doesn't mean you can't eat deliciously. It had roasted garlic green beans. It was scrumptious. Head to factormeals.com slash Eliza50 and use code Eliza50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Eliza50 at factormeals.com slash Eliza50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Well, it's finally happening. The weather is finally getting warmer. So it's time to say goodbye to the jackets and cozy sweaters we've been hibernating in all winter. And it's time to say hello, bonjour, to shorts and t-shirts. And if you've been wanting to update your wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, Quince is for you. I talk about Quince a lot because I really believe in a sustainable capsule wardrobe. And there's no reason you can't have a sustainable, timeless wardrobe for every season. And Quince has got you covered with premium linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30, washable, silk tops, hello. And the best part is all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
Dressing well shouldn't break the bank. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. Look well. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash Eliza for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Eliza to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Eliza. Hello, Eliza, Emily, and goodest dame in the wild, wild west, Tianfu. This doesn't need to be anonymous. This is Badabuski. Background info, 28, female, BS in chemical engineering, not a nurse or a grad student. Then I don't want to hear this. I worked my way up in this incredible hazardous waste recycling company the past four years. And I'm now now leading the effort in getting a brand new facility up and running. I play a major role in hiring new employees, be it salary team members, engineers, managers, et cetera, or hourly folks, laborers, maintenance techs, et cetera. I like to keep my interviews fun slash interesting while digging deep into the person's psyche. Because we're talking about radioactive turds. As deep as I can get in one hour to see if they are a true team fit. My question for you is, what are some fun slash off-the-wall interview questions I could ask that may shed some light on the person's character? Thanks so much. Love you guys. Oh, I mean, there's all those, like, interview questions, like greatest weakness, whatever. Right, but what's, like, something more fun? I mean, you could be, like, you're standing at the edge of a cliff. You're holding your mom on one hand and your dad on one hand. You have to let the other one of them go. Who is it? Well, there's the that Blade Runner thing where it's like, you see a turtle. The turtle is on its back. It is baking in the sun. You don't help the turtle. Why? Like, it's all like weird. Like, you did this. Somebody gives you a dog turtle. to eat. It right. is more upsetting to you than eating a clam. Why? And then you have to like justify it. It's like, the dog has that? eyes. Um, <laughs> character revealing. Like, I mean, are you digging a little too deep? Do you need a hobby? Are you digging a little too deep? Yeah. Oh, it, it, I, I, I think there should be at least a couple questions where you figure out, is this person going to be a nightmare in the office? But mostly it's like, you don't need to know that much about them. Like this them, isn't their life. Ask them if they're if they are affiliated with any charities. Mm. Ask them if they, you know, what their hobbies are. Um, you could do a rapid fire like beach, lake, alone in a group, champagne, beer, you know. Um, you could do some Mensa problem solving things, but, you know, I'm wondering why you want to dig that deep. You'll never know. An interview, you can have the best candidate who gives a sociopathic interview and then they're a total crazy person. So maybe just, maybe what you want is like someone fun. You know, do you like, what movies do you like? People usually get weird about being on the spot about that. Um, best sandwich. If you could have a sandwich with three people, who would it be? You only have one half a sandwich left. Do you give it to an old lady, a child, or a BLM protester, you racist piece of shit? Just do the trolley problem. Oh, it's like it's going, save one man, spare the rod, spoil the child. Yeah, like you. No, you, don't do that. Yeah. That's so intense for an interview. Next it should be illegal. It is. It is intense. I mean. <sighs> Ask them, like, what was the most earthquake? shaking moment of 90s pop culture? Was it when Justin and Brittany, Brittany broke up? Was it when Nick Lachey and Jessica Simpson broke up? And why did you leave your last job? Why did you leave your last job? What's your favorite memory? Favorite music? Favorite TV show? <laughs> yeah, if they're like, I only watch CSI. Maybe you don't hire that person. Or they're very normal. Uh, I don't own a TV. Oh, God, the worst. Hey, Liza and Co. I need some real talk advice. I hate some aspects of my job and I want to quit. I ain't a work 
I work in a company that sells advertising subscriptions to a specific sector of self-employed professionals. Wondry. <laughs> what is the, this is them. I have about 140 clients at a time and my job is to handle their marketing and keep them from quitting. I'm evaluated on my revenue and retention rate to get clients to keep their subscription the full time and not cancel early. I hate that most of my job is sales and trying to talk angry people off a cliff. I hate that my performance is based on what I can't control and someone else's crazy expectations. Someone has nothing to promote and gets mad when I can't get the magical results they want. This team has the highest turnover rate in the company and there are no opportunities for upward or lateral mobility. However, the team themselves are outstanding and I love my supervisors who also love me, think I do a great job and are very friendly and supportive. One of my friends works at a small HVAC company and she's trying to get me to work there too. I interviewed for one job and didn't get it, but they called me in an interview for the position under the one I originally interviewed for. Everyone wears many hats and the team is small. However, there's one senior member of the team I interviewed with and basically every question boiled down to, I'm not nice and I don't care about anyone but myself, so will you be a little bitch if I bully you? My friend told me this same lady once got rubbed the wrong way by a different new hire and hid the new hire's work-used laptop under her desk for three months and kept saying, oh, it hasn't come in yet. Should I stay in the job I have now and and drains my soul from all the crazy and mean and high-maintenance clients or switch over to this new job with this potentially what? toxic environment? There are other anecdotes, too. I just don't want to get too long-winded. Also, what? the new job would pay 55000 a year plus benefits with incredible opportunities to take new responsibilities and create my own position. The job I'm in now pays 34500 a year. Thank you for your advice and words of wisdom. Well, you definitely need to quit option the job. Option three. <laughs> yeah, option three, a different job. Are you on an island? There's only two companies. I don't know why you're limiting yourself. I think you need to put all the energy you're putting into thinking about this into being headhunted and into finding another job. There are yeah. plenty of resources. You, It feels like you live in an area that has plenty of jobs uh, and you seem to have a versatile skill set. So I would sit down and think about what are my priorities? What is it I see myself doing in five years? How do I get there? And be bold about it, okay? Because those two jobs seem very different. Um, why would you ever willingly go to work under someone who seems terrible and it's not your dream job. Is that person close to death, perhaps? Yeah, it's just that, that why <laughs> do totally. that? Why punish no. yourself? Yeah. And as for your current job, it just seems like you should be leaving anyway. But since you have a job, you have money and you have the time to think about what you really want. It sounds like you don't know what you really want. Mm -hmm. And you should never take a job. I understand like money does help things, but since you do have money, you're not homeless you should not take a job that pays a little bit more because you're going to be a different kind of miserable. Yeah. All jobs are going to have their pitfalls and difficult people. Um, but the objective is not to use words like soul sucking and like little bitch. So <laughs> go find another job. You have yeah. other options. Yeah. Yeah. That HVAC company is not great. No. That's going to be awful. She will make it very difficult for you and you will not advance because you'll be unhappy and then you'll have to start over somewhere else. So pick another industry. Maybe you even make less, but it's an industry you want to be in. Think mm -hmm. about who you are and your goals. Mm -hmm. That's what I would do. That Both options sound terrible. Yeah, it's not either or. Cricket. I am a 31-year-old female metallurgical engineer married to a 30-year-old male mechanical engineer in the U.S., not relevant, just not a grad student, LOL. <laughs> I love this pod. I listen at work and laugh like an idiot by myself, and it helps the day go by. I am writing because my brother, 30, recently bought and fixed up a house halfway between our house and my parents' house. 
Most of our family get-togethers usually occur at my parents' house, especially in the summer because it's on the water in a beautiful location. Now, however, my brother is plugging his house as the ideal location because Mm. it's halfway Mm. and it'll be less driving for my husband and I, 90 minutes instead of two hours and 30 minutes. We aren't really on board and neither are my two other siblings, 32 female, 28 male, or parents. The real problem isn't with the house or the location. It's with his girlfriend, 28, of two years who lives in the house with him. She body shames people, gossips in a mean-spirited manner, and overall has turned my brother into a miserable person by constantly nitpicking at him and making fun of him. Just as an example, on the night that I met her, she showed me a picture of a girl that she knows that I don't know and proceeded to tell me how fat and ugly this girl is. (laughs) Red flag. That's so aggressive. That's so weird. On a separate occasion, she was snapped— don't be such a snog. We all make fun of people. But if you were meeting someone for the first time, they're like, look at this fat, ugly girl. You're like, what? I may not, I may not do fat, ugly. I might be like, look, look at how weird this person looks. Oh, boy. Victimless crime in that you don't know the victim. On a separate occasion, she was Snapchatting to her friend a picture of a person's legs who was at a bar that we were at who had psoriasis on them and asked oh. my sister, how do I spell barnacles? I'm Snapchatting my friend. Ha ha. That's very immature. That's mean. That was the downfall of that one play, Playboy model. Who like took a picture of an old lady oh, at the gym yeah. shower and she was like, ew. And it's like, cool, you're a playmate. Yeah. You're garbage. She's mean. She's a bully. She's immature. And I don't want to go to his house because whether I like it or not, it's her home too. And she's not the type of person whose space I would like to willingly insert myself into. Yeah, I hear that. My brother- But works- she will be at the parent's house. But she's not in charge. Sure, I hear that. My brother works hard at his job and on the house, and it seems like she doesn't bring anything to the table besides negativity. He's proud of the work he's put into his house and wants to show it off, but yeah. I'm running out of excuses as to why we can't make it. Any advice? Do I need to just suck it up and accept her as part of our lives now? I love my brother, but I don't know how to be normal around him anymore with his mean girlfriend. I'd oh love God, to hear both your God. thoughts. Is it weird that while I was writing this, I could hear Emily's voice in my head reading out loud? Thanks for being <laughs> so funny and so true to yourself. Have a great week. Please be true. I fully actually understand exactly where you're coming from. I have been in a very similar situation. You don't want to negate all the work and love that your brother put into this house. Because like you said, he's very proud of it. So I suggest he throw a housewarming and you make it a point to go and you just bite the bullet and you just keep telling yourself and others, it's not about her. You're there to support your brother. And like I always say, don't give things oxygen. She's like, look at how fat and ugly this girl is. You could just say to her like, why do you do that? Or you could just say like, I don't think that's funny. You can say these things. Like she's brazen enough. This obviously comes from like a very mean, insecure place. Um, You could simply just say like, why do you feel the need to do that? Like, did that girl do something to hurt you? Or you can just be like, I don't want to see that. Like, I don't think that's funny. You can just say, I don't think that's funny. And she'll be like, ew, whatever, you suck. You'll have other family there. You can just, you know, make sure to always be across the room from her. It's an exhausting dance versus like next to her. But don't miss out on supporting your brother. Because you will lose him more if you don't spend, it's more time for her to get her hooks in him. So the more you don't show up, the more he's going to start to resent you guys. Show up and show him love. And the maybe when your brother hosts, he'll be like, oh, I don't want to do this. I don't want everyone at my house. I don't want to have to clean up. Let's go back to our parents' sure. house. He could just host like a housewarming for him. Your brother knows the shitty things about her, by the way. He does. And it's okay to drop like little bits. It Eventually, it will become overwhelming and he will leave her or you'll just stop speaking to your brother. But there's nothing wrong with saying like, you know... Um, girlfriend, she's always like 
making fun of fat girls. What do you think that's about? She's always making fun of, what do you think that's about? You know, dropping teeny tiny non-barbed little things because he listens to his family. But I think your parents, it's sort of non-negotiable. This is at their house. It's just plus two hours and 30 minutes. It's not that big of a deal. Um, let it, But let him have his housewarming. Yeah. Yeah. And also maybe that girl isn't so horrible and you've only gotten to like meet her a couple times and she was like trying to be funny or whatever. I'm just saying. Like not everybody bats at I mean, at the barnacles thing is pretty It's really shitty. I mean, tough. you could just, if you really want to get into it, you can just be like, why do you feel better about yourself making fun of strangers? And she'd be like, whatever, who cares? You can just be like, it's really mean. You know, you're going to sound a little preachy, but she does sound really awful. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, don't give up on your brother because then you'll lose him to that harpy. Yeah. Harpist. All right. So we have someone who had asked a while ago, how would you respond if your husband told you he was bisexual? Would you have any questions for him? Mm-hmm. And since then, we've had some updates. First of all, it's pronounced bisexual. <laughs> My husband and I both grew up in a very homophobic religion, but fortunately we realized it was not true and left a few years ago. So they're like out, they they had a good conversation about this. We talked about this, I believe, before. So mm. now there's been a development. He's gay. He is only sexually attracted to men and sexually and romantically attracted to women. He's gay. Well, Look, so- don't at me. Like he's by whatever. This is, this is not going to be great for you. So my husband and I have been very communicative and open with each other over the past few weeks since he first told yeah. me he was bi. But now our conversations have led to him discussing with me what I, that I would, what I would be open to with letting him explore together or apart. I was totally supportive and okay with everything, and now I'm having a really hard time. Yeah, because he is not attracted to you. He feels that the church we grew up in robbed him of his opportunity yep. to explore this other side of his sexuality. Now that he's at a place where he's accepting himself as who he is, he feels like he has missed out on a lot. Let him free. He would be open to exploring things with men, but only if it was something I was okay with. And if I say no, then he said he's fine and that we will just keep living a life. If you say no, he's going to go fuck dudes in a bar. I'm having a hard time with this because I can appreciate how difficult it would be to have been controlled most of your life. And now that you're finally accepting yourself, he may still feel stuck since he's in a committed monogamous relationship. I have empathy for him and what he's dealing with. But on the other hand, I try and picture different scenarios of ways he could explore, even ones with me present and I'm not comfortable with any of them. Am I selfish if I don't let him explore this part of him? Is it selfish of him that he asked me for permission to explore? Maybe. Is it okay for me to say no and say that we promise commitment to each other nope. and I'm not okay with breaking that promise? Nope. Because he's gay. I also am scared that if I did give him permission to do something small to explore, it would only open the floodgates to him. To him being him more. true self. So yes, you're afraid so, of him being him true self. His true self. <laughs> this is just so clear cut. Uh, Follow up. If your hubby came out as bi, sexually attracted to men, would you be open to a threesome, two guys and you, so he could explore that part of him First after of all, not being able to before? That's going to be the loneliest threesome for you because they're going to be fucking each other and you're just going to be like, I'm just tickling your balls. Listen, if you love this man, the best thing you can do is be there for him emotionally, but you need to let him go. People are bisexual. It's a spectrum. He is nervous and he is trying to find his way. So he's like, okay, I'll, I'll hold on to you. Of course I love you because I've always been with you and I'm just really attracted to men. This, do not trade the rest of your future for this, okay? He wants, he's sexually attracted to men. He is gay. Even if he's bi, he's still attracted to men. And that's sort of, and he even said, that's who he's sexually attracted to. You will be cuckolded. <laughs> you, he's going to go sleep with men. But it's that he's sexually attracted to men, but not romantically. He's romantically he and sexually no. attracted to women. He's got to get there. He hasn't had time to explore his sexuality. And 
he needs that. And you need to be, this is so hard. And I'm not a psych, a psych, wow, a psychologist, but he is showing signs of this and he's nervous and he's scared and he's trying not to let go of what he knows and what's comfortable. And of course he loves you, right? But he is moving toward becoming the person he wants to become. And the healthiest thing, even though it will be the painful, the most painful thing is to let him do that. Okay. There is a version where he comes back one day and he's like, you know, I am attracted to men, but I am attracted to you. But he's not saying that. He's saying, I'm only sexually attracted to men. And he's- No, he's, he's saying- Yeah, he said, I'm only sexually attracted to men and romantically no, attracted. No, he said he is sexually and romantically attracted to women, but he is only sexually attracted to men. Right, he's only sexually attracted to men because he hasn't been in a relationship with one but to be is, romantic. Okay, but he, he is saying he's sexually attracted to women. Okay. Okay. But- he's only been in romantic relationships with women. So that's the only frame of reference he has. He can't be romantically attracted because these are just the idea of having sex with men. He doesn't know what a boyfriend's like. He doesn't know how he'll feel. So he needs to explore that. And you have to decide if you're okay with standing by. Do not do a threesome. That will be incredibly lonely and pain. This is not something that aligns with your values. Some people do threesomes and it's great, but this is not something you both want. The key to a group sex is something that everybody wants and you don't want it. You mm -hmm. will be very angry with that. I think he needs to have, if you're going to allow him to do that, like he needs to be very honest with you because I think he's going to want to say, you know, I'm attracted to, I'm attracted to guys, but you know, like I still want to be married to you. You're, I think you're signing up for a life of closeted misery. It just, I mean- you I could, think you need to see a therapist. I have a friend that this happened to. And his wife, she realized once they were married for a while that she was a lesbian. And I think he let her like go make out with girls. But I think that hurt his pride because that's still your wife. That's still your husband, regardless of gender, like sleeping with someone else. That doesn't feel good. It doesn't matter if they're the same sex. I think guys think like, oh, it's another girl. And eventually they're still very good friends because they did it in a delicate way. And she's like, I'm not doing this to hurt you. This is who I am. Mm -hmm. And- because he loved her, he was like, okay, I want you to be happy. And now she's remarried and they're friends. And I think you need to get a, a therapist, but I think he's telling you who he is. Yeah, I just, especially because if he was just a guy who was raised really religious, so he didn't have sex before marriage and then you left the religion and he's like, well, I've only had sex with you because we're married. I want to go have sex with a bunch of girls because I didn't get to do that because right. of my religion. You'd be like, no, exactly. absolutely not. So he's- it's still sex with another human. Yeah. And he wants to, he's going to eventually only want to have sex with men. Well, I don't know about that. Fine, you can say but... your body. It doesn't matter though, because that is not something that you're comfortable with. No. You are not bisexual. He is like, if he is, you aren't. That's the other thing. Yeah. You don't want to share your husband. But if you love this person, you should create some distance so that they can explore who they are. And so hopefully you can still be in each other's lives, but yeah. this will not end well for you. Mm-mm. And you need to be clear. You're both being, selfish is not the word, but like you're both being clear about your values and that's okay. Mm -hmm. And what you want. And what you want is a husband who you don't yeah. share. Yeah. And that's okay to want that. Yeah. So just say that to him. And if he's, because he said, oh, that would be fine, but I don't think it's, you have, he's going to be like, probably Whoa. have to let this person go. And he will probably be like, no, I'll just stay. It's fine. But it will creep out. It will be like a website. It'll be porn, which is okay normally, you know. It'll be flirting and it will bubble up mm -hmm. and he will resent you. Yeah. Which is not what you want. 
Anonymous. Hey, Lies and the team. I am coming for your words of wisdom. I am 30 years old, married to a wonderful husband, but life's being rough on us. I am a cancer survivor, and he's currently struggling with chronic disease that made him take serious drugs for five years, one year still to go. Meanwhile, I'm a grad student, one year to go, with a TA position with no personal life due to the load of work. In all of this life mess, I am overwhelmed with the children issue. For most of my life, I was thinking that at this age, I would be a mom, but I'm not. And honestly, looking at how my life is now, I'm not even sure if I want to. All this makes me very unhappy and restless, and my mind keeps on dissecting this matter. How to make peace with this issue and stop worrying about it? It's killing me inside. The first of all, I didn't even make a decision, and at that age, I should have already had this figured. Second, babies are not even an option now due to my husband's condition and my studies. So you're 30. Okay, so you're 30, but what people will do for your whole life is be like, oh, you've got time. And then one day they'll be like, you don't have any time. Freeze your eggs. If you can, do you have a, you work for a company that covers that kind of thing? Do you have the money to do that? The best thing you can do is buy yourself time and give yourself options. It's, by the way, it's never the right time to have kids. There's always a reason. There's always a trip. There's always business. There's always something going on. Um, your husband's addicted to drugs? No, he just, he has, he has a chronic disease and is on a, a treatment plan oh, okay. of, of hard, like okay. intense drugs. Yeah, so maybe his sperm's gonna be a little weird for a while. I would, if you can, I would freeze my eggs if I were you. I also would give yourself a break. You can have plenty of children at 34, 35, 36. Probably do yeah. it for a while. So give yourself a break. Don't think about it. I appreciate the people around you. Like, where are these babies? That's your own plan. Mm -hmm. If it really bothers you, you can freeze your eggs so that you have some time later. That's all there is to it. Yeah, you have one more year of school. Yeah. He has one more year of this treatment. So Just take the year. year yeah. and You can freeze your eggs now or you can take a year. Promise you, I promise you, if you're healthy, normal, you can have plenty of kids at 31. Mm -hmm. Plenty of people do it. Mm -hmm. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It happened to me. I didn't think it would, but it happened to me. I had a nasty bout of postpartum depression. Now, there's nothing to be ashamed about in talking about what you're dealing with, and there's nothing to be ashamed about in talking about it with someone. I definitely saw a therapist these last couple weeks because, you know, I spend my time giving advice to others, but I could use a little advice myself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. I'll tell you what, when you're already stressed or anxious, the last thing you want to do is battle traffic and sit in a waiting room and get your parking validated. I'm sorry, is that just an LA thing? You don't need to add all that. You can just sit in the comfort of your own home or a chair you like outside and you can talk to someone from BetterHelp. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists at any time. No additional charge and it doesn't hurt their feelings. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Eliza today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Eliza. When you ask someone what language they took in school, usually it's like with an eye roll. They're like, mm, French. It's like, do you speak French? No, I don't use it. I feel like a lot of us had difficulties learning a language in school. Rosetta Stone is here to change that. It's available on desktop and it can be used as an app on your phone or your tablet. Rosetta Stone are trusted experts for more than 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered. Rosetta Stone immerses you in many ways with an intuitive process and you can pick up any language naturally, first with 
with words, then phrases, then sentences. Plus, with Rosetta Stone's true accent feature, you'll get feedback on how well you're pronouncing words. That's right. You might even fool some locals into thinking you're one of them. It's like having a personal trainer for your accent. I headed to Mexico City for a little vacation, and I used Rosetta Stone to brush up on my Spanish. Just a few things, a few verbs that I knew I had forgotten, and I was better. Mejor. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Ask Eliza Anything listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash Eliza. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash Eliza today. Gonna try to keep this short and sweet. I just got married in April. My maid of honor was my best friend of 17 years, and we are at very different places in our lives. Me, newlywed, new homeowner, new cat mom. Me, newlywed, new homeowner. <laughs> new cat mom. Me, new cat mom. Me, new cat mom. Me, new. Her living up the single life in the city. She is someone who requires constant affirmation in our friendship that I am not able to give her. I'm just not about the you're the best life. But if I say I need a break from our friendship, I know she'll implode and ask 1,000 questions about what she did wrong when really I just need a breather. How would you have the I need a minute convo with a needy, reliant friend that you just don't have anything in common with anymore? Thanks for making work somewhat enjoyable with your podcast every week. Do you have to tell her you need a minute? I mean, is she like checking in with you every five minutes? It seems like, yeah. I want. Can you just like stop replying as much? Like reply to every 10th message? Yeah, you can do that. And if she's like, what's up? Be like, sorry, I'm just so busy with work. Um, I'm just, I am just really stressed out right now. So if I don't get back to you, I'm just super busy. You can just say that. And if it's your best friend, you should be able to be like, hey. Because the truth is, it is hard to for people when they're not married to be like, this person now has an obligation to a different person. Best friends forever, for sure. But like you do have a husband now and you do live somewhere else. This will naturally start to, you guys will naturally start to separate yourselves. You don't need to give her a whole speech. You can just be like, I'm just so crazy busy. And if she invites you to do stuff, like, I can't, I just can't make it out. I'm so tired. Just ex- explain to her like how stressed you are. And a real friend would understand that. All my friends do. But this is that time in life where you start to kind of find your tribe. And you know? if if she's like, why are we talking? Why aren't you telling me I'm the best? Blah, like then What's you can- the best thing? I, it seems like this friend needs a lot of affirmation. So I wonder if it's that thing where it's like, she doesn't reply to a text and the friend is like, do you hate me? What's going on? Ugh. And you're like- I, I Sounds like you should just pick up the phone and be like, I just want to say like, I love you, but it's really stressful for me that you're always asking me those things because I don't hate you. I'm starting to- <laughs> be like, I don't hate you. I just, I'm so busy. I don't, I, it's hard. I feel bad because I can't answer everything. Yeah. Just be honest about it. Yeah. That way it's nice when you see each other versus, and she sounds like she's feeling a little insecure. Yeah. You know, maybe she feels like she's losing you, but she doesn't realize she's pushing you away because she thinks she's losing you. Yeah. Kick it. Important update. (laughs) This is just an update. I'm a middle school assistant principal and kids still write hags. That's good to know. I do like that. It is good to know. It lives on. (laughs) It lives on. Underscore R. Osborne. Hi, Eliza, Emily, Hot Scotty, and Snow Peach. Hi. I'm looking for advice on first time home buying. Eliza, you had talked about some of the crazy shit that happened with buying your home. So I would love any advice you can offer. Yeah, although like I feel like you talked about like the poles and the you know, like the the railings. Oh, that house. Yeah. Uh, so 
I would love any advice you offer for some background. I'm 26. My BF is 31. We've been together three years, living together for one, don't want kids, and marriage isn't important to either of us. We're not in any rush to buy a home soon, but agree it's something we want in the future and have very similar tastes slash opinions. So our concerns are more with how do we decide on a budget? I don't know. How do inspections work or things we may not realize? You get a realtor. We have both always rented and our parents also have very little experience with home buying. So their advice is pretty limited. Thanks. I appreciate you taking That's the time That's what a realtor is for. That's why you don't do it yourself. You get a realtor. Mm-hmm. Do not go to like realtor.com. Like get a realtor. Find a a fr- friend recommendation. A recommendation or um, a reputable real estate company in the area. Mm-hmm. You know, there's always real estate offices everywhere. Go in and talk to them. And what you do is you sit down and you say, here's our budget. Here are the things that are important to us. Mm-hmm. This is their job is to find these things. Some realtors take you around to look at 30 houses and you don't buy one of them. That's part of the job. Mm-hmm. Um, and you don't know till you go. You're like, I really want a garage. And you get there, you're like, you know what? We actually don't have cars. So you don't know. I would go on like Redfin or Zillow and just start looking at properties. Mm-hmm. In the neighborhood, you can draw a little line. In the neighborhoods you want, the budget. And then, you know, think like, okay, there's two of us. Well, you probably don't want a one bedroom house because that's, you may as well have an apartment. How many bathrooms do you need? Um, things like that the things that are important to you, and then you compromise. And then what? Things to think about in ter- that you wouldn't think about, go there at night. Go there at night. Go there during rush hour. Hold on, go there at night so you can hear, like, are the neighbors crazy? Mm-hmm. Is there a bird that won't leave? Is it by a railroad track? Mm-hmm. Uh, to think about commutes. Mm-hmm. You know, is this the perfect house? Is it really hard? Okay, go ahead. Go there at rush hour. Just go there at different times, yeah, okay? To see if it's a pain in the ass. Look at, think about things that you wouldn't think about. Think about like, is there an outlet in this room? What do you do all day? If you sit all day at your couch, where will my couch go? Is Is there an outlet? Is there a closet in this room? I remember I bought a house once and my (laughs) father-in-law and he's like, there's no closet in this bedroom. And like, I didn't even think about that because you just assume it's there. Yeah. Um, But the truth is, caveat emptor, like there, it does not matter how much money or no matter who scrutinizes it, you will buy something and be like, oh my God, I didn't even fucking think about the fact that my neighbor's air conditioning is right by my bed. So you won't know till you go, but you can be an educated buyer. I would read some articles, but I would get a good realtor who looks out for you. Mm -hmm. Inspections cost money and your realtor will know who the inspectors are. A lot of it's a scam. Like, oh, your chimney's gotta be five feet high or whatever. Um, It's called closing costs, like all the fees associated with it. Um, Are you okay with a fixer-upper? You know, mm-hmm. so think about those kind of things and go from there. Yeah, what need, like, is the water heater on its last legs? Like, does yeah. it? And you can ask them for things. You know, if you, especially if you come with a great offer, you can say, here are a list of demands. But just know that most people, if they like redo a house and they're just trying to sell it, like they will just install the cheapest version of something mm-hmm. to get it sold. So don't be wowed because it looks nice. Like bring an, an another adult with you. Bring another homeowner. Mm-hmm. Not someone that like has lived in their house forever. Like somebody that has bought a home recently, maybe someone that's in real estate. Start with that. That's a lot, but start with that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and you'll learn as you go. And once you have the house, you'll be like, oh no, now I know yeah. for next time. Yeah, I know for next time. Hello, Eliza. I have a lengthy question for you. It's actually not. It's fine. Me and my BF have been together for seven years now. I'm 30 and he's 40. We have two kids together and we have a house together and cars. And cars. And cars. When we first got together, neither of us wanted to get married right away because we were both coming out of bad marriages. However, seven years later, I now want to get married. 
When I ask him about it, which I've been doing for a couple of years, he says, one and done, kind of jokingly, but also seriously. Also, whenever family members or friends ask when we're going to get married, he says the same thing, or he says, never. I'm to the point where I'm really frustrated with this. I don't know if I should continue to play the stupid game with him or give him an ultimatum. I don't want to split up a happy home because of a ring, but I do all the wifely duties around the house and stay at home with the kids, and I deserve to be a wife. Thanks for all the help. I love the podcast. You have kids together? They have two kids. And you share a home and everything? They share a home and cars. I, you should, and cars, you should sit down and have a, it's really disrespectful that he's like one and done because you could say to him like, that makes me feel like I'm not good enough to be your wife. Like you, you were willing to take a chance with another woman. So either you think I'm going to hurt you or you think that it's not worth it or you think you bought the cows, you get all this milk. Um, it's a really flippant way to deal with that. And he's obviously hiding something. I don't want to be like, oh, go to a therapist. But like, there's something he's not saying. Maybe he's scared. Maybe he doesn't want to deal with it. But the fact that it means so much to you, because by the way, you're already common law married. So you're going to get those assets. He's going to have to pay child support anyway. If anything, you'll get an insurance break and I think a tax break if you're married. Um, I think you got to sit down with him and be like, I need to know the real reason because you're breaking my heart. Like just get married so it's easier to like go to your kids' functions. Yes. Like pick them up. Like it just why wouldn't you why just wouldn't get you? married at this at this the point one with and, the kids? The one and done it, it writes you off. It's extremely pejorative, but it does write you off. It does invalidate you. Yeah, and you can just be like, we can go to the courthouse and get a piece of paper. And people, are like, what's a big deal? It's legally binding. That's what's a big deal about it. It, it just, with the if it wasn't kids, it's whatever. But with the two kids, like it just get married. Yeah, that's really shitty. He's he, there's something he is is not exploring. It's very it's very it's weird. weird. Yeah. Long time listener, first time writer. Part one. I received a message from a random girl on Instagram. Hey, you don't know me at all, but I was curious if we could chat. Oh, I'm wondering what ended your relationship with Ryan. I am in the talking stages with him. Is it possible to chat? If not, I completely understand. I'm sorry if this is weird. For context, Ryan and I dated in high school, broke up after graduating, got back together, then broke up again nearly a year later. Now, at first when I read her message, I thought, whoa, this girl's nuts. That was five years ago. But as I thought about it, I realized how genius this could be. I mean, I've mildly cyber-stalked guys and girls I was interested in. I'm sure most people have. But this is taking it a step further by reviewing photos, determining who was a former significant other, and going straight to the source for a reference. Should this be a more common practice or is this bananas? Now, I was pretty... Bananas. bananas. (laughs) I was pretty honest with my response. What it really came down to was the fact that we were high school sweethearts turning 20. He was living at home while in college. of Of course, this is your response. Like, I don't need to hear this. There's no answer you're going to give where I'm like, wow. (laughs) So that being said, I did leave out the fact that every once in a while he'll reach out telling me to come see a show he's working on or telling me I look pretty or even once sent a very drunk message saying, I still miss. You don't need to. This girl's not dating him. I still miss being inside you. And I was hoping you'd like to have me there again. If not, I understand. Just being, please invite me back in. I don't know how long they've been talking and I haven't gotten a message from him in a year. Since that particular message, I stopped responding altogether, but I do still check to make sure he watches my stories. I think part of me still has some feelings for him while at the same time knowing it can't possibly work. What is this about? Anyway, should I have included any of this information in my reference? I assume he's still a sweet, good-hearted guy. I'm sure everyone's drunk texted an ex. What are you talking about? This happened five years ago? Yeah. 
What? So, so this, no. So she dated this guy five years ago. She and did. now this the girl, girl talking. The girl talking. And no, now, no, no. You shouldn't have even answered at all. You're, it sounds like you're so young and that sounds weirdly insecure. Why did you break up with a girl you went to high school with? Because we were in high school. Uh, it is weird. It shows that you don't trust the person that you're trying to see. You owe this girl nothing. Nobody's, the whole thing is weird. And no, it shouldn't be a practice reaching out to an ex because that means you're automatically building a case. People break up for the most benign reasons. And a reason for breaking up with one person is a reason to stay for another person. It's fucking weird. You're shooting yourself in the foot. And if that guy ever found out she did that, he'd be like, you're a psychopath. It's weird. This whole thing is weird. It's the reasons you broke up before the age of 30, unless it's like domestic violence or drug abuse or alcoholism, do not fucking matter. We are not the same people we were then. Who cares? Yeah. This is insane. Yeah. And don't petting my dog instead. Don't ask other, don't do this. It's not a good idea. It's weird. Yeah. What girl's going to be like, oh, he's a great guy. I hope you guys have the best fuck. (laughs) It's yeah. Yeah. Move on. That's so weird. I'm upset now. Hey, gang. Thanks as always for the laughs. You keep my work days entertaining. So I dated this guy in Wyoming like three years ago. We went on probably five dates. Nothing physical happened, but I was newly single after a two-year relationship, so taking it slow anyways. We had a good time together. Fun for him. (laughs) We had a good time together and probably would have continued to date, but I ended up deciding to move out of state, so I ended it before anything progressed. We ended up staying in touch and would text each other every few months. He usually initiated. Mm. At the beginning of the year, he got a new job, which would move him about six hours from where I currently live. We started talking more frequently, and I decided to plan a visit. I've been wanting to go to the beach anyway, and he lived close, so I planned to take a few days to drive around the coast and then end the trip with visiting him. We had figured out days that worked best for me to visit, and he seemed genuinely excited and even started planning a time to visit me. But about two weeks before I was planning on visiting, he just stopped responding. I sent a couple of the, hey, hope everything is okay, type messages, but still nothing. And he's not active on social media, so no clues there. Probably dead. Normally when I get ghosted when dating, I just forget about it and it doesn't bother me. But since we've had that previous relationship in a way and he was the one who initiated all of this anyway, I'm not sure what to make of it. I would really like an explanation, but part of me also thinks it's not worth my time. It's not worth it. So assuming he isn't dead, should I message him? And if you think I should, you already what should did. I say? You already messaged him. You already messaged him. There's nothing left to say. Here's what happened. He either got cold feet and he's a big old puss or he's dating someone and he was just flirting with you and he's like a little psychotic and he wanted to see how far he could take it. Uh Uh, By the way, you only went on a couple dates with him. You really don't know that much about this guy. He could have been married that whole time. He's either married or he got cold feet or he's dead. Either way, all three of them are non-starters. You already messaged. You're not going to message him now and he'll be like, hey, I didn't see this. And he's going to reach back out to you at some point. Do not let him back in. Even if the answer is like, I was going through a breakup, he completely ignored you. Yeah. And he did not take into account your heart or your schedule. Girls, don't be dumb. This yeah. man is showing you who he is. We all have phones. We Even in Wyoming, we know how to text. Yeah. Okay? And six hours, even if this guy's perfect, is too fucking far. Yeah. Move on. Yeah. Do not write me again about this. Unless there's an update that you're like, oh, it turns out. Yeah. Eddie is dead. Hello, Tianfu and Posse. I have a coworker who is also a close friend. I'm 29 and she is 27. We spend time together outside of work regularly. Unfortunately, that usually includes her bringing her boyfriend along. To be fair, I sometimes bring my husband. 
boyfriend's not really a bad guy, but I don't like him at all. And all the time I've spent at their house and ours over the last couple of years, I hear him constantly neg her and say little things to undermine anything she says. He's not supportive of her long-term goals and has even straight up told her they're not getting engaged anytime soon. She's never asked my opinion of him, so I feel like it would be rude to just say, why is he so crappy? Short of wearing a shirt that says dump him, is there anything I can do? Side note. Friends rarely like to listen to my dating advice because my husband and I have been together 11 years married for six. They say I don't know what it's like to date nowadays, which is true, I guess. But you know what it's like to be a human. I actually had a similar relationship where it was another couple and they were not good for each other and he was not cool to her and they were toxic. And we started off as just acquaintances. And for the longest time, you know, I was like, look, I, I, I don't really know you look, you're just a friend of a friend. And then it became, I'm like, look, I'm just your your buddy. And then eventually I'm like, look, I'm your really good friend. And this is a terrible relationship. And even after I said that to her and she was like, yeah, I know. Um, and she was cool about listening because she's a smart girl. It still took her a very, very long time to leave him. So there, you don't need to hang out, but I think it might be worth saying to her, I just want, look, I know that we're not the closest of friends, but I do care about you. And I just totally unarmed. I just want to put out there that it feels like he doesn't value your goals. He says this, this, and this. And it's uncomfortable because like, I kind of want to defend you, but I don't want to interfere. She will either say, oh my God, no, it's fine. And then you kind of know that you're dealing with like a weird person or she'll probably honestly just be like, I know it's bad. I don't know. I just love him so much. Maybe you just let her like, hey, I'm just, I'm there for you. Mm -hmm. But it is really nauseating to spend time with a couple that doesn't get along. Like when one person is shitty, it makes everybody anxious. You also can just hang out less. Me and my husband are doing something else. Oh, we're with another couple. We're busy. Like it's, it's, uh, it's tough because it's not fun. Not fun. And it just sucks. Like, cause you can't be like, well, no boys. And then bring your husband, you know, it's like. Totally. So don't bring your husband. she doesn't want to hang out with your husband. Maybe get her alone and just be like, let's just talk about it. You know, be like, you know, letting her know that you're there for her versus like, I'm here to let you know and judge. Yeah. Like, there's got to be a way to do it and be disarming about it versus like, I'm married. So I clearly know. Right. But it's more from just like, I don't like seeing someone talk to you that way. There you go. Say that. And then she'll be like, no, it's fine. And then you know she's in denial and maybe you just spend less time. Yeah. See if she's open to it. Yeah. Maybe she needs someone to confide in, you know? Yeah. Hi, is Emily and Biscuit Mouth? And then they quoted you. There's this odd vilification of moms and housewives. OMG, yes. Mm -hmm. First and foremost, thank you. Thank you for getting it and naming it. There's a stay-at-home mom or working mom. You take a lot of crap from people. We just can't win. Dads are never treated this way. It's infuriating. I had to pause the pod to write that quote down because it was so spot on. Your pod is the best. I look forward to it every week. All that said, do you have any advice on how to deal with that reality? I have the life I always wanted. I married the sweetest guy who loves me so much. Maybe even more than I, maybe even more than I love him, but that's, that's okay. how it should be. That's LOL. Yeah, that's normal. I have the daughter I always hoped for and we have a nice home. I'm happy with what I have. I don't have a job because as you said, taking care of a kid and house is a lot. My daughter is in remote kindergarten, so I've been working harder than ever this year. Woof. It seems like many in my life, including family members, think I'm not good enough slash successful because I'm not career-driven. It's like they see no value in my choice to raise my daughter to be a good human and not a monster. How do I deal with that? I have family and friends who always ask me when I'm going back to work. I am fucking working. Thanks for any advice. Cannot wait to meet you when you come to Seattle. Thanks again for being an advocate for women. Ashley. I just feel like it's like all of the sudden— we're obsessed with women having jobs. Do you remember 
like 30 years ago when it was weird if, or 40 years ago when it, like when a, it was weird when a woman had a job, like pick a fucking lane. I think we're getting to a place now where people are okay with whatever your choices are, but you, since you are okay and happy with what you have, first of all, you don't need to justify it to anyone. No more than a woman who works needs to justify putting her kid in daycare to go do her job, okay? Mm-hmm. I wonder if the people that are asking you that, if they have kids, because that's shame on them for not understanding how hard that is. I wonder if there's a bit of jealousy. I wonder if they're also saying that to you, hoping, thinking that maybe they're encouraging you and maybe you don't know if you want to go back to work. But as long as you're happy with it, it shouldn't rattle your cage. When you're going back to work, you'll be like, I am at work. Have you ever raised a kid? It is exhausting. You don't have to explain yourself. You just be like, you can just always be like, stay at home mom is a full-time job. That's all you have to say. Mm -hmm. Being a mom is a full-time job. So you don't have a job. It's like, so, like, why? So you can vilify me for leaving my kid. People just need to chill out. And people don't realize how invasive they can be when it comes to women. So you be happy with what you have. Your marriage, all you have to worry about is your marriage and your daughter mm-hmm. and how you feel. And you will find the people that support you in that. Most people probably don't mean it. It's just like a normal thing to ask. So yeah, yeah, I think it's another one You don't have to those... explain yourself to anyone. I certainly don't. I'm a fucking stand-up comic. Do you know how weird that is? <laughs> So. When are you going to go back to an office job, Eliza? I'm in an office. When are you, you? going to get a real job? All day, every day. Top of the cob. It's the top of the cob. We're doing it right every day. You just take a bite. Top of the cob. Uh, my bottom of the cob is when I'm not apologizing and someone's like, oh, you're fine. I'm like, I am fine. I'm like, oh, excuse me. Oh, you're fine. Yeah. I'm not asking you or... Yeah, no worries. I'm like, oh, I wasn't worried about it. Not no worries like in a way like, oh, hey, thank you for grabbing that. Oh yeah, no worries. No worries like, I'm like, hey, I'm going to get you that thing uh, today. Okay, no worries. I'm like, definitely not worried. I'm telling you what I'm doing. Just these like this flippant like, okay, I'm letting you know that you're okay. I'm like, I'm, I am okay. I give myself that permission. <laughs> I don't need it from you. I've been trying to say it less. Not to you. I don't feel like I say it to you, but I feel like I say it a lot. And I'm like, I, this is not, this is now implying something. You're right. That it's just like, no one means anything by it. It's just a reflex response. Yeah. What was it? No worries. No worries. <laughs> I thought you said, okay, what's your bottom of the cup? My bottom of the cup, you're not going to like this, but there's a weird taste in my mouth sometimes when I eat certain things and it's only been in the last two months and I'm really scared, but I'm also not doing anything about it. And you know what it is? When I eat, especially like bad food, like fries or something, there's a really weird aftertaste. And I'm like, is this a curse from a demon that's trying to help me? No, it's that you're eating junk food and it is made of chemicals. No, but there's just a taste. And you know what it is? I think it's because I ate a lot of chickpeas, dried chickpeas a couple months ago. And now sometimes I get a phantom dried chickpea taste in my mouth and I'm scared. That's probably what it is. A phantom chickpea. That's the medical a phantom chickpea. It's months later and I'm upset about it. Can you still eat chickpeas or are you grossed out by them? I stopped. It was these dry chickpeas that I didn't like that much anyway, but I was like... Why did you eat them? Because I was like, oh, this is like a healthy snack. But now I have this strange taste in my mouth when I eat salty foods. But you, And you don't like chickpeas now? I still like a wet chickpea. I will never eat a dry chickpea again. You all boshed it. There's a restaurant here in LA called All Bosch. It's just like a hole in the wall, like Mediterranean restaurant. And it was an alternative to Zanku chicken for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and Noah bought it one night and I was like, this is great. So I went back three days in a row and got like double chicken. 
And now I can't stand to look at that place. So anytime I eat too much of something and I can't look at it, Noah says I all boshed it. But my problem is now I'm eating other foods and other foods are having a taste that they never had before. Uh, you're dying. And, and I'm you worried. need to see a doctor and drink more water. Okay. My top of the cob is I've had just a craving lately for uh, cherry airheads. And um, rather than just be like, oh, I hope I come by them. I just uh, ordered a big bag of fun size Airheads. There's only four flavors in there. I don't have to deal with that shitty orange one. <laughs> now I can have it anytime I want. I put it in the back of the cupboard. I'm like, oh, you're there. And I have a snaggy snack. <laughs> so, adult time. I ordered a prop clam, $20 clam from Flintstones View of Rock Vegas from prop eBay clam. that is coming in the mail. And I am excited. Yeah, you got emotional watching it, you said. I cried a lot. So Everything's <laughs> off in your body. Everything's off. Everything's wrong, and I'm gonna hold this prop clam, and I'm gonna hope I'm gonna hope for a better future. Prop clam. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one McCrispy. So go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.